Story 74 People are the Village Amen For me, this is what it's all about. Knowing our work has made a difference in people's lives in some positive way helps me know what we have done and continue to do matters. I have spoken with many U.S. presidents, including President George Bush Sr., when he recognized me receiving a Thousand Points of Light Award. Over the years, I have received countless awards on the regional and national level. I have been named Best Fill-in-the-Blank of the Year by magazines and organizations. And while all of those special things are nice, they aren't what I care about. What matters to me is knowing the work we have done and continue to do helps improve lives. Nothing compares to the feeling of having someone tell me their life was improved through the opportunities we've provided for them to grow into their own fullness. There is no greater joy in the world to me than to have a server or a chef in a restaurant come up to me and say with pride, Hi, Father Joe. I'm a graduate of St. Vinny's. We made a difference in people's lives and continue to do so, and that's what matters most. After I retired, they renamed St. Vincent de Paul Villages to be Father Joe's Villages. Since every city has a St. Vincent de Paul of some sort, this name change helps differentiate the work being done at the villages from others. But it's never been about me. I didn't do it alone. In many ways, I was just the bobblehead, the guy who was willing to put himself out there in the media as a hustler priest and be made into a plastic bobblehead doll as a fundraising gimmick. I was just one of many people who helped transform lives with compassion, respect, empathy, empowerment, and dignity. Father Joe's Villages exist because countless people made the choice to help neighbors in need and continue to do so. Everyone is the village. Everyone has come together to build the villages, and my hope for the future is that everyone continues to support and help our neighbors in need. Thousands upon thousands of volunteers of all ages have graced us with their presence, providing their love and time to help neighbors in need. Many youth organizations, scouting troops, and school groups have volunteered with us on their spring and summer breaks and continue to do so year after year. As I mentioned earlier, the first group that organized to volunteer to serve meals at the villages was Congregation Beth Israel. Our Jewish neighbors have been serving meals to our neighbors in need every Sunday since 1987. Why do people keep coming back to help? Because everyone is the village. It has always been important to me to recognize everyone who's donated to us. When you tour Father Joe's Villages, you see plaques on the walls with names of people who have provided financial donations. While some of our buildings are named for our major donors, I made sure for many years that any person who donated to us regularly got recognized with their names on plaques that hang on the walls of our buildings. I recall when we opened our first building, there was an elderly woman there who had been donating half of her government-issued block of cheese to us each week. There she stood 
near Joan Crock. Both women had generously given what they had to give to help neighbors in need. Whether by way of money being donated or time being volunteered, there are so many wonderful people who have helped build and sustain Father Joe's villages. One of the original members of Our Ladies Guild is Dottie Cunningham. She heard me speak at one of the first churches I preached at about the project back in the mid-1980s, and from that day forward, she has volunteered selflessly to help neighbors in need. Her career was in nursing, and I will never forget the day I walked into our medical clinic to see Dottie on her knees washing the feet of a neighbor in need. That vision stays with me because moments like that happened every day. It was normal. Neighbors helping neighbors in need, just as Jesus taught us. While there are plenty more stories I could share, and there are countless names of wonderful people not mentioned within the pages of this book, I hope this collection of my life stories gives you a glimpse into who I am and perhaps provides some seeds of inspiration for your own life. I am nearing my 80th birthday. I have lived a good life. I have traveled. I have made many friends. I have been blessed beyond measure. I am happy. Even as I am confined to a wheelchair now, I am limited, but I haven't stopped. I continue to attend Boy Scout award ceremonies and respectfully attend funerals of those who have passed. I enjoy having lunch with visitors and occasionally giving tours of Father Joe's villages for donors. I love being able to have video calls with all of my brothers and sisters, who I love very much. I looked in the obituaries this morning, and my name wasn't there. I'm alive. I am blessed. It's another great day. I will keep going until the day Jesus calls me home. I believe I've done my best to live my life as Jesus desired this poor kid named Joey Carroll from the Bronx to live. Whenever my day comes to leave this life, I will be ready. Until then, I am still here, and I am ready to be a hustler for my neighbors in need. As I mentioned in the beginning of this book, my gravestone has already been prepared. It simply says, He was a good priest. I don't think I've been a great priest or an exceptional or inspirational priest. I've been a good priest, and good is good enough.